Blog Talk Radio. The term more started to, to become interchangeable with the term black because it was basically the same thing. But when the slave trade started, they tried to objectify um, black people, Moorish people. So they would use the term interchangeably and they would just switch on to calling people black. But if you look at a lot of old documents, there's even slave ships called Blackamore. If you look at slave records, there was even a boxer out of Virginia who was very popular in the early 1800s named Tom Molyneux, and his nickname was The Moor. So that name was definitely used interchangeably with black or Negro at that time. Moor means black. Like Negro, Ethiopian. Moor means black. Moor is not a people. Moor is a color. That they have taken this word more and they have associated more with Muslim. There were Moors that weren't Muslim. More means black. There were Christian Moors. There were Moors that, that practiced a traditional African faith system. So that more means black, simple. When the Moors went into Europe, they changed the uh, appearance of the population. Do you see? So you have Italians. Spaniards being darker than the Scandinavians. A Scandinavian person told me that they never considered the Italians or Jewish people to be white. Do you see? Because the lighter people are further north. When I went to Europe, I would always look at pictures and I would always see a moor and sometimes I would see like a skull and bones. And many of the moors would have a skull and bones flag. That's what pirates are known for. There were many Moorish pirates. There was even a Barbary War where they were, um, the U.S. was fighting Moorish pirates up in North Africa and the Barbary Coast. And there's even a secret organization called the Skull and Bones. And we know that masonry comes from Moorish science. So there's always a connection there with the Moors. And it's important that as we begin to develop an understanding of this society that it, it's not Freemason as we know, and that the Moors brought in this knowledge into Europe. Africans brought this knowledge into Europe. And in bringing this knowledge into Europe, the Knights Templars and other organizations were born out of this. And peoples of European descent were exposed to alchemy, okay, the periodic table of elements, the laboratory, how to take information how to take elements and atoms and to begin to manipulate them to make them into different types of molecules. The basic one is hydrogen, two hydrogen is helium, three hydrogen is lithium, six is carbon, eight is oxygen. So you, so, so you have this alchemy that's going to come and they're going to begin to study, they're going to begin to learn, they're going to become, they're, they're going to create societies that's going to develop an understanding. This is going to be what eventually is going to become Freemasonry, because only a select group of people in Europe is going to be exposed to this information. But the secret of Masonry of who we really are, the Moors, is being here on this land, this particular land. Because it was called, in many names, you had Turtle Island that we called it, or Tula, or El Morak, the different terms that we had. And the original map of America was written by a guy named Idrisi. The original map was written in um, Sanskrit. Antarctica was actually mapped by a Moor. And most people don't know it was mapped by a moor. And they have old topographical evidence of old maps of Antarctica. That's why the Nazis fled there. 
because they knew that there were places there under the ice that they could actually inhabit and hide.
go ahead and read the show's description. We'll be, all be on one accord, one mind. Some of y'all just call that phone number because you're a faithful follower to the Five Stone Network. We have hundreds. We want thousands, millions, because we believe the Most High is speaking through this little engine that could that we call the Five Stone Network. By way of audio clippings, myself and the different co-hosts we have over the years since 2011. We believe that the Father is speaking through us. We like to talk about things we know for sure where the truth will make the listeners free. Because if it's truth, it's going to liberate your brothers and sisters. So this is the show description. Practical solutions for victims of white supremacy. As Brother Seth has been teaching in this series, white supremacy is a philosophy that anyone can believe and thus act out on afterwards. Anyone. It not have to be white people. We need to quit demonizing white people. They're not devils. They're like anybody else. We all are human beings, and anyone can ingest this lie, believe this lie, and act on it and begin to oppress themselves and others including white people. They may benefit for a season because of privilege of being white, but eventually it turns into a curse. I went on to say, Seth believes that all suffer from the religion of white supremacy in either thought, speech, or behavior, and no one is exempt. Tonight, Brother Seth will again share how he was a victim of the lives of white supremacy and how the Father delivered him from one of America's biggest strongholds, also, how the Fathers continues to shine light on fragments of this stronghold in his life today. Seth believed it has been revealed to him by the Father, and everyday exchanges with all ethnic groups most suffer from these evil social constructs in every of life. However, this evil is no match for the Most High. And we come bringing good gifts. We come bringing, bearing good gifts, great news, truth that will break the back of white supremacy. Not necessarily white people. It's not an attack on white people. I cannot say that enough. If you hear an attack on white people, that's because you're not paying attention to what I'm saying. Because truly, like Ephesians 6 say in the scriptures, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, spiritual wickedness, rulers of the darkness. These are the enemies, and those enemies have created a systemic, a system of lies, untruth, to bring humanity to its knees. It's kind of like this, brothers and sisters. You see everything clear. You're walking through the park, you, or you're walking through the scriptures, you see everything clearly. You're walking through the history of the world, you see everything clearly. You're walking through just uh, socialism. You're seeing different your brothers and sisters on the earth a certain way. You see things pretty clear. But here comes a snowstorm. And that snowstorm, once it's gone, 
leave everything covered with whiteness. Whiteness in the scriptures. Whiteness how you see your brothers and sisters. Whiteness how you see yourself. You see yourself through white approval and white interpretation of everything. Wicked people under the guidance of Satan have went out the earth and re uh, defined everything. They have seized the power to define and have reinterpreted and, and is now presenting an earth that causes all of us to be sick, including them. Let me go ahead and play a little something for those that are new to the Fossil Stone Network where they'll know kind of how to deal with us, how to uh, ask questions or my goodness, every time I say that, it does something to me. But again, no match for the most high. We'll be right back. Radio. 
and you'll be able to enjoy over 500 episodes on various topics uh, at your leisure. Lastly, we want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Please follow us. It gives us a bigger presence on the net. Plus, you benefit by getting a reminder sent to you anytime we do shows. Uh, we get these little reminders sent with all types of details of what's going on on the next show sent to you. Enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you for tuning into the Five Phone Network. Hello. in prayer. Let's ask his blessings upon this broadcast. And if you agree with me as I pray and as I petition the highest court, kingdom of the most high God, God of Israel, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. So be it. Father, I just want to lift up this show tonight. Father, I ask that you would by your Holy Spirit, your Ruach HaKadosh. By your Spirit, Father, speak through the co-host, or the host, or guest, or whoever's going to be speaking to the people, or even through the callers, Father. Father, we ask that you would speak to us through your Word. Father, let us be agents of change tonight, not just lifting up the problem, whatever we're going to be discussing, or the enemy, whoever the enemy is. But Father, we ask that on this show, that you be lifted up. While we may examine the problem, discuss the problem, discuss the challenges, discuss the heartache, the pain, we just ask that you be lifted up. As the as the solution, as as a song play in the background, Waymaker, we ask that you be revealed tonight on this broadcast broadcast as the Waymaker. Father, we as a people petition your court, your presence, asking for change in our world, in our home, in our hearts. Father, let us not just be another group of people just talking for the sake of talking vain conversation. We ask that you would speak the wisdom that only you can give. You said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of you who give it to all men liberally and abrade it not. Father, in your son's name, we ask that you will reveal to us your heart in the matters spoken tonight. And Father, we ask a special blessing upon the listeners that if they're suffering with pain, discomfort in their bodies where they can't hear you. We ask that you will rebuke and we rebuke the enemy in Christ's name. 
spirit of sickness and infirmity. And we even speak to bodies and command these bodies receive peace. These bodies will receive healing in Yeshua's name, in Jesus' name. All these things we ask as the body on this broadcast tonight. Amen. And if you agree with that prayer, because we are not playing tonight, if you agree, simply say amen under your breath. I allow Do something in this natural realm because the Bible says there is power whenever there is agreement in this natural realm. So do something. Make a noise to say, I agree. All right, brothers and sisters. Talking about the book tonight. More importantly, we're talking about truth. We're talking about what the Father has given me and what I've been given this network, or the listeners rather, for the last, I don't know, 12 shows on Tuesdays or Mondays. We go back and forth. Y'all have to stay tuned and follow us to see when we do the shows on the book. But we are going to stay true to our Sunday shows at 8 o'clock. So we always will be shows on Sundays at 8 o'clock where we're talking about the chronology of Seth Turner. Talk about 300 friends right now. We're going to do the chronology. Uh, these chronicles we're going to do. Uh, we'd like to go year by year. I've been trying to go year by year. Just naming friends throughout the years that have been inspirational. What I thought to do instead of just stick with uh, the year, the early years, because some of y'all, people that come in my life later, you get bored with those early years, and then some of you that came in my life in the early years might get bored and not know some of the people that have come in my life, my life recently. So I thought I would mix it up. So I'm going to do that and um, get a little bit on the early years then jump to the current years and then hit a little bit on the early years so everybody will get a little bit of something because it's a very important show where I'm talking about people, individuals, some of you that are listening right now to sign my voice uh, that have contributed to me the most spiritually. I'm interested in sharing crazy stuff, but what anything somebody may have shared with me that really, really helped me open my eyes spiritually we're talking about you I'm talking about you on Sundays at 8pm Central Standard Time we're also talking about places like Prayer Faith Temple the church I was come up in and talking about Poly High School we're talking about my colleges I've been to talking about WCBG in Cincinnati all the things I did in Cincinnati eventually we'll get around to the margins in Cincinnati talking about Israel, talking about the 24 countries I've been to, and the people, again, friends I've met in my life, some of them not in this country, that have uh, 
really been a blessing. Talking about people like Rev. Tandy from Papua New Guinea. They have just, we were able to travel to the Reed of Japan and Carnes, uh, Australia, and, and, and on into Port Morrisby, um, Papua New Guinea, and um, people that have traveled with me to Israel, um, just people that have traveled with me to just all over. Okay, brothers and sisters, and uh, again, they were able to impart something powerful to help form me, not just any old little, I shouldn't say little, but any old thing that's good, but something that was just almost life-changing type of impartations. Some of y'all did that, and what's crazy is you don't forgot about some of that until I bring it up, of course, but I'm thankful that's on Sundays at 8 p.m. So we had a great show on Sunday going down memory lane and just glorifying the Father by way of bringing up what some of y'all have done to help your brother. So I thank you and I honor you. So y'all please check out the show. Even if I don't call your name, keep listening because eventually I will. All right, tonight, brothers and sisters, I want to uh, open up by defining white supremacy. I had a coworker that's been listening to the shows and get a little sip of that coffee. He feels like I'm not real clear to him. I think I have been cleared. But this brother feels like I'm not nailing how so called people of color worship white people. He said, I don't know nobody that say I worship you white people and uh, singing praises to them, clapping to them. I say, brother, worship is a whole lot deeper than that. And that's what I want to tell y'all. I thought people understood what white supremacy is, but I don't think people understand what it is. Because there's too many so-called black people think they're not participating. So let me, before I get into the definition that's popular of white supremacy. Let me say this to you that'll make you, even though you may not see, if you don't see like he don't see, I think y'all do see, but I think for some reason he don't. So I'm address him and those of you that think like him. But before I go there, let me say this. It's like this. If you've never been to the motherland, if you never heard teachings about the Father and God and science and medicine and everything that make up society. If you've never been outside America and you've been taught by white people or black people that have to go and get the nod of white people by way of a degree or, in other words, learn things their way and then they get this degree. If you haven't broke out of that mold and you're raised in America, I don't care if you got a PhD, I will say to you, boldly and confidently, you're practicing white supremacy. Because white people are not the standard. I know they say they are. I know the world thinks they are. So I sound crazy. But they're not the standard. And their standard bring a lot of pain. 
I say their standards bring a lot of pain. So how can you be raised in America and think you're educated? No doubt. Let me, let me not, I don't want to sound like I'm cuckoo. Of course you're educated according to what the world system say you are. But if the world system is governed by whites, I can hear y'all right now saying, Seth, I said, come on, you tripping. That's the system, man. That's the way it is. I don't know about that. There's people that dropped out of school and didn't learn, let's just pick a topic. They didn't learn money the way the system said. And they became more wealthy than those in the system that learned what money is all about. There are people that's creating things that's outside of the education we was given. There are people coming up with theories of math that's outside of the education. So who's smarter? But the the big thing I want to say, there's 7 billion people on this planet. America is just one child with her hand up in the classroom. And I could just feel some of y'all saying, he sounds crazy. No, think about this. Before there was America, there was everything. How you figure a Johnny come lately is the world standard. Let me say that again. Before there was America, and even before there was a Europe, there was thousands and thousands of years of civilization resembling every area of life that we have today. They were the architects of civilization, the sciences, art. How can you say that all of a sudden they don't matter? When we go to worship the Most High, the way we're trained, we are trained to give homage to these people because they say this Christ that we worship and adore, not talking about the Most High right now, just just Christ, we adore him or honor him. We can't do that properly because these people have painted him in the image of them. And this is not about a white Jesus only. You you guys upset me and girls upset me, ladies and gentlemen. You upset me when you trivialize this talk or this revelation that I have received the Father to y'all just want to y'all just got issue with him in white. It's far bigger than that. So tonight I'm gonna talk about several things, but I'm gonna hit real hard at this time, as hard as I can how we are worshiping whiteness 
white culture, and sometimes white people. It don't have to be you sing to them. It can just mean their word is golden. And whatever anybody else say is important, and you you want to smile at them, make them feel special, but it's not as important as when whites say it or white establishments or white countries or anything white people control. That's a form of worship, brothers and sisters. Before I go any further, I just want to say this. I love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I try to say it every show because when I get to hitting it's a little harder, we're starting in gear one, and i got about eight gears. And but when I get to that eighth gear, some of y'all are going to want to hang up saying, oh, this brother, I knew it, I knew it. Nope, nope, nope. You're going to have to deal. On the five small stone, we, we, I have this mantra where I say, we talk about things the Most High is really, really saying. But you can't hear in these churches. You can't hear them in mosques, different mosques. You can't hear this kind of information in colleges, high school middle school, elementary. So what do you think the Most High going to do if his word that make us free is not heard in places where it should be? This is caused the explosion of the social media blogs like this. So we like to say we talk about things the Father is saying in the earth. Yes, he is saying it. Yes, he is saying it. But it's not politically correct to talk about things like how do we become the different colors? Why are so-called black people at the bottom of every single aspect of life? How did that happen? How did so-called black people, African Americans, if you're talking about America, how are they at the bottom of every single aspect of life if y'all think racism is a thing of the past? There is a system, brothers and sisters. I'm not necessarily talking about white people. A lot of those smiles are genuine. I don't know that they even know what's going on. But there are those in power that are making sure there are certain policies in place to keep us at a certain position. I've angered a lot of my um, friends because I keep talking about white supremacy. And I'm looking at them like, what else is going on? (laughs) I mean, maybe the father's giving me like this uh, x-ray eyes or somewhere I see and people just don't see it because I'm saying to myself, we're not free. We're not free enough to even believe in each other, so-called black people, 
to have our own, to trust our own. Our pastors, bless their hearts, they are trying, and I give them much respect and honor. But they've been educated in a very racist system. They are bringing people to the Father. Yes, they are. I said, yes, they are. And that's important. But the Father wants us free. Christ is the door. You got to start there and accept him and believe in, in his report of who the Father is. If you can believe that the Bible says you are a part of the family or a part of the church, and, you, and you're given, of course, the gift of righteousness. You become as righteous as the Father himself through this death, burial, and resurrection and offering of his blood. That's important. That's most important. But after you come through the door, he's got to deal with all that filth in your head and how you see yourself and this whole invention of blackness and whiteness you got to deal with that lie. We're not supposed to be walking around still talking about black people and white people when it's a social construct. we got to get past. We've got to go to what it was before that. And then even that has to be uh, submit to the, to the knowledge of the Father. I mean, even if we didn't call each other black and white no more, we would still be the poverty divided by nations. So we need to address that with truth. talk about the word worship. Worship. To honor, show reverence as a divine being or supernatural power. That's Miriam Webster. One more time. Please listen. Those of you that want to understand how on earth, Brother Seth, can black people be running around here and they worshiping? According to the dictionary, which we go by in our uh, definition system, and the bulk of the people in the populace, what we define as such. Worship means, the verb means, it's a transitive verb, means to honor, right there, stop. Don't we honor white word over others? It don't say nothing about you have to sing to them or pray to them. So just because you're not singing and praying to white people, that don't mean you can't worship them. If you honor them a certain way, it's a form of worship. I worship my wife every day. I worship myself every day to some degree. It means to honor, but we just supposed to hold and reserve the highest form of worship for the most high. But of course you can honor white people. And honor their word, which y'all know y'all do, over your own family, your own brains, yourself, 
and definitely over foreigners. We definitely, a lot of us, see what white people say, especially if it's an institution like a Christian radio station or a group of white people or, you know, organization of white people. We do take their word over another organization that's black. So the rest of the definition is, it says, to honor or to show reverence for as a divine being. I can hear some of y'all saying, oh, it's right there. There it is. We don't, we don't treat him as a divine being, bro. Or it says power, and that's where I want to hang out at. We see them as having supernatural power. They don't have to be a divine being. Supernatural power. One more time. This is the Marion Webster Dictionary. It says, to worship means to honor or show reverence for as a divine being or supernatural power. The second definition, not as popular, that's what that means when it's number two, to regard with great or extravagant respect, honor, or devotion. That's exactly what we do with white people, for real. When I say white people, I'm not going to always say this. I mean white institutions, white clubs, anything white people are the majority of, including America itself. A lot of people feel like America is superior. And I ain't stupid. There are certain areas where America has went out the whole earth and drafted some of the brightest minds on the earth brought them to this country and and, and, and pretty much uh, did probably what all uh, empires do. They uh, exploit, their, exploit them and get from them that knowledge and they are able to rule because they have the brightest minds. But it's not because they're white. So America might be smarter in some areas, but it's not because they're white. And then there's sometimes an organization may be all white and may be superior as far as knowledge because those people applied themselves and studied and worked hard. I am not stupid. If white people pay their dues, pay the dues, of course they're going to be smarter. But that's not the way white supremacy works. It accredits people with something that they may not even work for just because they're white. They're smart just because they're white. They're saying something just because they're white. And once we ingest this poison, you got white people feeling a sense of you owe me and uh, so-called people of color who buy into the same lie bow the knee. It's just like a marriage made in heaven. There's no squabbling over it. We feel like this is theirs. They feel like we feel like that's theirs and they feel like this is mine. The flip side of the coin of white supremacy is a systemic lies of black inferiority. This is where so-called people of color buy into lies that whites are smarter, whites are prettier, whites are this, whites are that. 
again. Black inferiority. One side of the coin defines the other. You cannot have white supremacy without philosophies of teachings of sayings how blacks are inferior. Can't even say the term black supremacy without implying, I mean, black, uh, white supremacy without implying that blacks are inferior. Because if whites are superior, what is it superior to? If blacks are inferior, you got to have something that's inferior to. So it's the same coin. A lot of people, and to the gentleman, that, the co-worker, hopefully he's listening, but many people never say uh, or sing praises to white people or, or pray, thou white man, we worship you. Uh, what they do is they have all these little things they say and even philosophies that they teach how blacks are just, they ain't good enough or they're going to always do this, they're going to always do that. And there are times when so-called blacks buy into this life, white supremacy, and they don't produce in a particular area because of where their mind is that they don't think they can. And so it's easy to come behind and say, see, you didn't do it. See, you did exactly what we say you was going to do. But because it's only because their race told this is your place. It's like white people feel like basketball is black people's. But Larry Bird, of course, say, I didn't get that memo. So my point is, it is live and well, brothers and sisters. What's live and well, brothers and sisters? White supremacy slash black inferiority in our minds, our thoughts. Uh, I like to say it like this. It's in thought, speech, or behavior. So I want to hit it a little harder. But I again want to just remind everybody, if you're listening to the show, because I know some of you probably heard the Facebook Live today and you was encouraged by that, uh, or you was happy to see my face, hopefully you've tuned in tonight uh, in the archives. And I just want to say, follow us, brothers and sisters. I'm trying to wake up our people, and I'm going kind of slow tonight. Normally go a lot faster, especially if we have co-hosts. But I want to remind everybody to follow us and get involved with uh, helping Brother Seth because I'm doing the work of the Father. I really believe the Father is not happy with his people paying homage to this idol. Uh, and uh, I know you know how some of y'all again feel uh, when I say the word idol worship. But it don't have to be some god of wood and stone. I say it don't have to be a god of wood and stone, brothers and sisters. It can be simply undo. Idol is just the object of the worship. I had a, 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 the same coworker to say to me, Brother Seth, We don't, we're not into idol worship, man. You got to say something else, man. We, You can't say black people into idol worship. Idol is not just the wooden gods of the Old Testament. 
Bible says that Israel will worship gods of wood and stone. When, in other words, when Israel go into rebellion and turn from the Most High, the Bible says, of course, the Father will scatter them at the four corners. So the true Israelites is not in Israel. There may be a small group of them that may have returned for this, that, and the other, but most Israelites are scattered at the four corners according to the Bible. I can't go into it right now, but we've talked about a thousand shows in my. And it says that when they go into captivity, brothers and sisters, that they would worship gods of wood and stone. Now, you know, vehicles and a lot of these toys we buy at the stores is made out of stones. Uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 36 says it like this. The Lord shall bring thee. This is when Israel is in rebellion. The Father scattered them out of the four corners. He says in verse 36, The Lord shall bring thee and thy king, which thou shalt set over thee, unto a nation which neither Thou nor thy fathers have known. And there, in this nation that your fathers did not know, and there shall you serve other gods, wood and stone. There's other scriptures that talk about how Israel would talk about gods of wood and stone. Jeremiah 139 talks about their gods of wood and stone. Brothers and sisters, white supremacy is not wood and stone. But when they serve these other gods of wood and stone, if you say, is this your God? They were, These are these... Uh, in ancient times and even probably today somewhere on the earth they are literally worshipping a physical God of wood and stone if you say to them tell me about this God they'll tell you some kind of belief that they believe about this stone so the stone is just the object of the belief. It's really the belief that's the sin. You can't say just because a, a wooden a wooden uh, face, a stone is sitting there, it's the sin. It's the belief that they this stone can bring them luck or whatever. It's the belief that's the sin. It just so happened the idol we have lives. It's the people. Of course, white people can be the idol itself. And it has philosophies out of the wazoo about these people. So to those that say, brother, you tripping, talking about we're in the idol worship. It's like the show American Idol. There ain't no wood on that stage. 
I know they're not the standard, and this is a low show, but they have a point. American Idol. It's not no wood. It's a person that wins at awards, and that person is the idol. A person can be the idol. And you don't have to sing to the idol or pay tithe to the idol. You can just have it there and believe some beliefs attached to the idol. Here's some scriptures on idols. I recommend you listen to these scriptures and go and and really research these gods of wood and stone. These are times wood and stone pop up in the scriptures where you can see the worship centered around wood and stone. All right. Exodus seven nineteen, Exodus four twenty five, Exodus twenty four and twelve, Second Timothy two twenty, Exodus thirty one five, Exodus twenty six twelve, Zechariah five and four, First Kings fifteen twenty two, First Kings seven eleven, Second Kings twelve and twelve. I know I'm going fast, but this can be rewinded. These shows are recorded. You can rewind and kind of look at and kind of. Go with the scripture. Now, some of it is clear as the day is say wood and stone, but others it means wood and stone. Second Kings twelve and twelve, Second Kings twenty two and six, Second Kings nineteen and eighteen, Isaiah thirty seven nineteen, um, Deuteronomy twenty eight and sixty four. We talked about that one. Ezekiel twenty and thirty two, Daniel five and four. Daniel 5 and 23, Revelations 9 and 20. Again, an idol can idol can be porn. Idol can be a, a, any vice men have. Anything placed above God and you pay more homage to it than the most high, it can be your God. Now, somebody may say, now, I worship God, brother. I don't worship no white people. Yeah, but God says you're beautiful. You believe what white people say is beautiful, and you go trying to change your looks based upon what they say. You don't think that belief in that era is idolatry? Let me say that again. You say, brother, why do you think I worship white people? That's stupid. I've heard this. Not quite this way, but people say something similar. They think because they say, praise you, Lord. Yeah, you worship in the Father where you Worship the Father. His standards, when you do what he's saying in a particular area. But you can be a believer 
caught up in idolatry in areas of your life. And where you have areas of your life where you're opening, listening to, following another standard over the most high, over the most high, is idolatry. What else is it, brothers and sisters? If the Father says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, what if the Father told you, like came to your house, knocked on your door, and said, I made you and you're beautiful? Right after he leaves, somebody else come and say, you're ugly, and you you would be okay if you lose some weight, and you would be okay if you get a little lighter, you would be okay if your hair was longer, and you believe that, and so much so you start doing things to correct what you think is a problem. You pay homage to that belief system that that second person told you. That's called idolatry. Idols can be so I thought I would spend time and just really slow this down because I'm just running fast thinking people understand, and they do not understand. In my life, I have at times been revealed by the Father of being in Idolatry. Many of you know that I struggle with pornography. I've said it. And, uh, of course, the Father showed me that it's more than just computers. A lot of women dress in a way they are walking pornography. Can't tell them that, but they are. And they get very offended. But that don't mean I'm innocent or trying to give an alibi or trying to blame it on the women. Nope, nope, nope. It's still pornography, and we men are supposed to walk above that. Turn off these computers and different things we do that where we can see it. And when we see the sisters dress, walking pornography, as I call it, uh, because some women don't know that a part of there's a genre of porn where people actually have on clothes. You know, it's a certain way you can wear, even showing your feet to a certain degree and showing. Women don't understand the power of their bodies, and so thus they are participating in pornography. Don't even know it. So these men come along, and they know that the Father has commanded them to not look, or not look, I can't believe I said that, but not lust. And they find themselves doing that, and they continue to do that for years and years and years, that is an idol in their life. And the target of the of the worship is a woman. And oftentimes that woman is walking in front of you, and that is a live person. So idolatry don't have to be about idols that's dead. Idols can be alive. And that time that you actually would actually hear me and say, Praising them with worship, words of worship, but not all all idols have to have worship. It can just be a standard 
that you hold dear to your heart and you will not let it go. You will not, like it's like the original dictionary, we, we just read the Mar- Marian Dictionary where it says superpower. It's, it's honor. Let's just go back and read it. The reason why I'm saying this is because there are people I keep running to that actually think that brother says it's tripping when I start talking about we worshiping. Now, we really do worship white supremacy. We're into white supremacy. And we may not worship white people saying, oh, I worship you. We may not even think they're pretty or smart or whatever, but we believe some of us actually do think they're prettier than black people. I've know some. I've seen it. Let's just kind of go back in history where we, when we really did obviously say they was more pretty. So trying to fry our hair because we hated our hair. Some of y'all still on that. It used to be very obvious. And then Brother Seth had to work so hard. It used to be that we wasn't even good enough to look a white man in the eye. We accepted that, and they accepted that. It was a way of life. And then when we go home to our people, so to speak, when we go home to black people, if we talked a certain way or tried to do something with our lives, we was accused of being too white. All right, now you know we were like that, right? So why do you feel like today I'm tripping when I say it? You're saying that because we're living among these people and we got jobs and we're traveling the world and doing all this stuff. You think we're free. I submit to you, it ain't went nowhere. It's just that it's a little better on the cover where we don't have to, we can look them in the eye and all of this. But remember, where did you get the memo that it went away? So that's all the father was saying to me is, Seth, you're still operating in white supremacy. You're worshiping me. Because I truly, and to this day, I truly want to please the Father of my life. I wouldn't be up here doing no blogs. You do this kind of thing. When you do this kind of thing, now somebody in the chat room said, life is what you make of it. My cousin is an attorney, and he is black. That's exactly what I mean. Now, this person means no harm. They look to be like a black person. But that's what I mean. People think because you're an attorney or you're a doctor or you're an astronaut, you're free of white supremacy. No, you're not. Just look at the gentleman that that was over um, uh, housing. They did the triple bypass. I can't think of his name. Uh, you know, um, I've done a whole blog before this or a whole show with Facebook Live, so I'm a little tired. My brain's a little bit tired, but... Carlson, uh, can't think of his name, but he was on Trump's uh, 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 cabinet. I'll think of his name in a second. But this man said some of the most cuckoo thing in the world. He was yet people think of you a brain surgeon, a brain surgeon, or your heart surgeon. You're exempt. I'm not saying this person thinks this, but I'm just saying just because a person is an attorney or they do something in one area, they excel. Kudos to her uh, relative. That's that excel in the area where it regards to the law. Give him his dues. Yes, claps, amen, praise the Father. Hopefully he's a good attorney, da-da-da-da-da. But that don't mean that man is, or that lady is exempt from white supremacy. She could be worse at it. She could be sitting there trying to, uh, she could not see some black men not good enough 
have all kind of reasons to tell you how black men are not good enough and think white men are better. She could just be swallowing the horse and the and the. Uh, I mean, she can just she can just be just. I mean, I've met so many people that's sick with it, and they're doing very well uh, uh, according to their, you know, portfolio, financial portfolio. What does that mean? I'm talking about a philosophy where so-called people of color do not value themselves as an equal to their white brother and sister. They just don't. They don't see their people. I don't mean they both are attorney. You're attorney, I'm attorney. I, I don't mean that. A lot of times when you see a black attorney, they are intimidated by a, a, a loss of time, a white attorney, attorney that have the same amount of education. I'm not talking about some white attorney that's slouch and that's obviously lazy. I'm talking about if they run into another intelligent attorney, oftentimes you can see the intimidation. I know what I'm talking about, brothers and sisters, and if they don't feel intimidated in the area of law, oftentimes they feel like their white girl attorney with the flowing blonde hair is prettier. In other words, the Most High said certain things about us, and that's what we need to believe about us and nobody else. For instance, if I go talk, and I love this person for putting this out there, but like if I go talk to that particular attorney or another attorney, oftentimes you hear this statement. This is this right here. If this ain't sick, I don't know what it is. I'm not saying her cousin is like this, but a lot of times you'll talk with doctors or lawyers, and they'll say something like this. Hey, you know, you can be like I am. I made it. You see, whatever they do, we can do. Now, what was wrong with that statement, Seth? Uh, I, I, I went out there and it was not easy, but I, I, I worked hard and look where I am. I'm where they at. If they can do it, we can do it. Now, I'm going to tell you who don't say that. They don't say that. Because they feel they are the measuring device. We say that. We could be where they at. They never say, you see, I'm a white attorney. And I can be what black people can be. They don't say that. They just go and be, and they set all kind of bars. And we go running behind them, and we catch them and say, see, I caught you. And then they run to 100 feet, 100 feet worth of greatness. And we say, see, I caught you. And then when they go to 200 feet, see, y'all can be like I am. I caught these white people, and they're 300 feet. And then they go and set enough. We just constantly follow them around. That's white supremacy right there. That's what I mean by this stuff is not obviously seen, and I'm having such a hard time, which is why I'm going to write this book no matter what. The Father helps me. We are a sick people. And then you can follow a lot of professionals. I'm not talking about this particular attorney, but you can follow a lot of professionals. They won't bend most, repeat, they won't uh, uh, support their uh, album, a model. They, they won't, they won't, man, these people. Look at the HBCU. Now, it's supposed to be where we really have pride, right? They have a major problem with their alumni not coming back and giving back. If that ain't self-hate, I don't know what is. So, yes, they're a little bit more awake than some of us, but they're still not out of the woods because they don't love themselves or their people of or their their nation enough to give. And guess who they will go pay give support to? My God, my God, we are sick. 
not all of us. Thank the Father. Thank the Father. He's waking us up. A lot of our young people, I, I, I have issues with a lot of our young people, but I must say they are progressing a lot faster than some of us. They are breaking away, and it's because of our hard work. They ain't just doing this, and we was just a failure. We kind of set the stage or made the path for a lot of them to be able to go to a lot of these universities to feel equal. But they are doing a lot better. But oftentimes, they are measuring everything based upon, like, this one person in the chat room. They measure things off of careers. It's bigger than that. You don't have to be a lawyer. You can be some person um, making $14 an hour. And, I mean, that is struggling. You're making $14 an hour. But you can have that and have a healthy self-esteem, which means sooner or later you'll make more money because you're going to say, you know what, this is not enough money. You will get there because you have a healthy self-esteem. But right now you might just make 14. Maybe your husband left you and uh, you thought y'all was going to be together forever and you've been a mother and all of a sudden he leaves you with these children. You go out there and try to get a job and that's all you can get is 14. But if you just stick with the plan, you're going to be making a lot more because of your the way you see yourself. You're going to try harder and you're going to reach for jobs that other people probably say, well, who do you think you are? That's what they're going to say when you make your move because you don't think like everybody else. I know what I'm talking about. I said I know what I'm talking about. We are suffering from the religion. I call it religion because there's worship involved, heavy worship. We can eat. I, the Father showed me, brothers and sisters, that I was worshiping him, but through like a fog. It's like I wasn't. it wasn't real clear. Even worshiping him in, in, in the way I would worship him, it was through the way whites have taught me and there's nothing wrong with white people teaching you something. I'm not this is not an indictment on white people. White people are good people. White people are loving people. White people are us, we are them. Because you know at this Fosmus on Network, brothers and sisters, we do not acknowledge a race based strictly on strength skin color. And neither does the most high, more importantly. Which is why we don't. So this whole white and black thing is very weak from the get-go. So when you start saying and paying homage to what white people say, you're all wrong because they're not even a people or a collection based upon color. The father don't see them like that. If you just go on DNA, just stay under the microscope, white people are Africans with less pigmentation. If you stay under the microscope, some of you are more related to whites than you are to some black people. That's what doctors say. If you need a lung or a kidney, oftentimes a black person is a better fit than some white people. Why? Because in the microscope, it don't know nothing about no black or white. So that's why your brother, Brother Seth, is on a mission to help resurrect a nation. And while I'm resurrecting a nation, African Americans, I am, with the help of the Most High, enlightening other nations looking on. 
because the father does nothing with just African Americans. That is not the way he moves because he does not honor just color. So to my coworker that may be listening, and uh, hopefully that that answered your question. Uh, he is one of the persons I value very much, and he said, on your shows, you are uh, you're really on this. This is a religion. Uh, we are worshiping white people. So I disagree. I don't worship white people. I do this. I do that. He kind of did like the, the the person in the chat room. He started talking about all the things he'd done, and he said, "I'm not intimidated by white people." And I said to him, there's a good chance you could be an uh, an exception to the rule. But, you know, now this same person, well, I can't say that. I won't say that. All I'm saying is, in people's life, uh, if you start asking them about black people, uh, if you start asking them about them black selves, their black selves, their black families, you're going to hear the flip side of the coin. You might not hear white supremacy. If they say, oh, I'm exempt from white supremacy, let's start talking about, let's, well, are you free of black inferiority teachings? Maybe the teachings that you're around are not that. Why so superior? It may be something like this. Well, you know, I don't want to live around no black people because they don't know how to act. Or, you know, black people ain't used. they always this or they always that. Then they saw, you know, they may say a bunch of crazy stuff about black people that's simply not true. Now, people are poor. There's a certain mentality that all poor people share. It don't matter if you're in America, Central America, South America, Africa, Europe, wherever there's poverty, there's certain things poor people do. And it's not just so-called black people. But when people come up, so to speak, and they're able to provide for themselves and others and have even more excess, certain things they don't do. They don't have they don't have no dirty neighborhoods. You go up inside, go to Atlanta, go to Peachtree, and you can see a lot of black people living like any anywhere in the country. Nice. Anyway, brothers, since you've tuned to the Five Six on Network, I'm Brother Seth tonight, I'm flying solo. We sometimes have co-hosts here and there. Lately, we haven't been having a lot of co-hosts because I'm going through some transition. To be honest with you, they just haven't been reaching out to me. I think it's because of the new ways I'm going, perhaps. Or maybe they're just busy. These folks are very busy, and I respect them very greatly. And while I'm at it, I do want to pay homage to these friends. Uh, of the 300 friends I said I have, roughly 300, and that is... Uh, Sister Eliana Badia, who have come on, uh, she's one of the co-hosts. I still consider her co-host. All the co-hosts, I still see them as co-hosts. They can come on whenever they want. But I just want to shout out to her and her endeavors because I know she listens from time to time. Brother Ella sure, you know, we not talking because of some issues. Now, that's the one where I really have some issues with. But we've had him before, and he comes on later on, maybe years later. So I don't know. But I just want you to know if you hear the show, love you and respect you. And honor you as one of my 300 friends over the years, over my lifespan. I'm talking about y'all, not 300 right now. I've counted about, I guesstimate, about 300 people that have really been true friends and have imparted something. Again, they have to impart something to make this list that is significant in my growth. And um, and I mentioned them on the shows on Sunday where we talk about this. But I just want to take this time 
and we'll get right back to the topic here to end in a second. But, uh, brother, uh, Purcell Porsche, again, honor you, brother. You're the one that's riding with me these days, which he took off tonight. But I appreciate everything he do and what he brings to the table, as well as Brother John Clark, who's in Kenya right now. Uh, I love that we did best, I think, when he moderated the show, and I could look at the boards and, and be the sound guy and let him kind of run with it. Miss him. Hopefully we can all get back together. Uh, again, uh, we have Brother um, Pastor Chris, uh, probably the quietest of us, but in, uh, in some ways could be the wisest of us, who oftentimes let us just talk and kind of sit in the back. But I appreciate the author. Uh, he's an author and pastor. Uh, Pastor Alcy Chris, high, high respect for him and what he do in the Dallas Ford area with regards to civil rights and so forth. And so, uh, Brother Kenwin Castleberry is the youngest of us and really out there. He has his own blog, Waking Up Israel Radio Show, and he comes on uh, as one of the co hosts. Well, he learned from our show and got the idea to have his show. And he was one of our old, my oldest listeners. And there's a bunch of other calls I could name over the years, but I won't do it at this time. But you know who you are. If you ever co-host on the Five Zone Network for more than, I say, a month, I pray homage to you, respect to you. And I just, right now, this time in my life, I'm just trying my best to bring up these older friends and just let them know I appreciate them. So I'm glad I thought to say that because I didn't get a chance to say it on the blog, on the uh, Facebook Live today. And on Sunday's show. So, brothers and sisters, I just want to take a break at this time. I thought I would do that uh, at this time. And so, I'll go ahead and finish up at this break. And I just want to come back and hit it even harder uh, again. The systemic lies of white supremacy, our world's ruling religion. This is a special show where I thought I would really kind of uh, hit harder what is white supremacy? Because some are thinking that, brother, I don't get it. How can we be white supremacists? So this episode, I want to reveal how are all ethnic groups participants in this global system, this religion that we call white supremacy and hopefully I'm doing a good job alright so we'll be right back and y'all don't don't hate on me now I'm not trying to uh, in any way put down white people if you don't understand me it kind of hurts my heart actually if you don't understand me because I'm making this as clear as I can this is not an attack on white people this is an attack on the philosophy that white people in their institutions and any things that where they are in in numbers uh, or anything that has a white face to it is superior. So we'll be right back. Back up where you had it.
love that song, love that song. Why? Because it's true. If he did it before, he can do it back. He can do it again. And I really mean by playing that song. I believe that African Americans are one of the lost tribes of Israel. Now found, of course. And there was a time we run this earth. We ran this earth. This earth knew about our God, our Elohim, Yah of Israel. This earth knew about our diet. They knew about our uh, our armies. They they did they feared us. They they the Bible says that the nations was terrified of Israel because they heard this God. This Elohim would actually fought with them in battle. And then there was the way we handle agriculture and our feast days and just there was something unique about this people. When they went to war and they would defeat armies, they would take the women after they defeat the army, the these armies, they would take their women. And the Bible commanded them not to touch those women for 30 days. And let them mourn for their husbands that they had lost in the war. And after 30 days, they were to then be allowed to, um, of course, I forgot a step. They were to shave their heads where the Israelites that took them captive because they, again, defeated their husband, their, their nation, and their men. The women were to shave their heads and most likely so they wouldn't be attracted to these Israelites' men where they can mourn in peace for their loved ones. And then, of course, after 30 days, uh, y'all know the story, you know the rules of the culture, If some of you anyway. These women had a choice to either go back, either uh, be husbands to these new men, these Israelites, men that have taken them captive, or they become concubines. So you know the nature of men. They're going to choose the most beautiful anytime they have to choose. So this created a lineage of very beautiful people. So their beauty was noised throughout the whole earth. Their might in battle was noised throughout the whole earth. Their wisdom was noised about throughout the whole earth. Their wealth was noised about throughout the whole earth, a whole earth the way they eventually got wealth. And I'm talking specifically about um, King Solomon, who was the richest man ever to live on this earth, I believe. So if he was that wealthy, I tell you, the rest of those kings was not shabby as well. So the nations knew about Israel. So today in 2023 or 2024, whenever you listen to this broadcast, yeah, I played a song. He's the same God back then. He's the same God today as he was back then. And uh, we have to remember that. I try to play songs with a meaning because, brothers and sisters, your brother is trying to uplift a nation. We are not African Americans. We're not who they say we are. And we're not who 
say we are. Who are we? The Bible talks about how Israel's name would be stripped from them. And it goes on to say that those that take us captive, they owned us. And ownership comes with changing your name. Sometimes they branded us. <laughs> so we find ourselves not just branded us like we used to be, but we've been branded in our minds. And there's some folk running around here in 2023 believe that some kind of way we don't belong to them no more. I defer in beliefs. I don't think that at all. I think we belong to them for sure now. And it's oftentimes when you think you're free, that's when you don't fail and bump your head, brothers and sisters. And I think that's what that's that's what has happened. We have failed and bumped our head. So I want to hit this a little harder. Again, this episode, we reveal how all our participants in racism towards so-called blacks. So. I just want to hit a little harder. Why do I call or title the book The Systemic Lives of White Supremacy, Our World's Ruling Religion? It's a religion, brothers and sisters. You may say, I worship God, but unless Yah or God have your heart and you are sold out to him and you're only listening to his voice and there's some of you that's just that obedient I'm thankful for you please 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 do not come down from that work uh, from that wall so to speak and you will defeat this giant of white supremacy. But most people are not there. We wake up, we don't want to even think about stuff like this, and and we just go about our day, we read the newspaper, we look at all these TV shows, and the brothers and sisters, if you're not fighting white supremacy like, like all our battling with it every day, looking for it, you're practicing it, especially if you're raised in America or in the West, or really, it, you can be in China, but if you listen to the media, radio, TV, you are connected to the West Coast. They own the media. I say they own the media. Wow. Ain't that something? So, yes, you can be into idolatry, brothers and sisters. So, I want to wrap up the show. I think we've hit it hard any kind of way we can. Let me say, say one more thing about uh, what we're trying to do with this network, and we'll wrap it up here. Brothers and sisters, on, we're going to start doing Facebook Lives 
live on Monday, Wednesdays, and on Fridays. Um, yeah, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And we will continue blogging on Blog Talk Radio on Sundays and Mondays. So I have two things to do on Mondays. Just trying to resurrect these numbers and get people uh, uh, set free, get more people become more relevant, uh, or I should say, because I'm already relevant, but try to get this message to more people to be a blessing. It's like I think Zig Ziglar, one of those uh, motivational speakers, said, if you want to be blessed, be a blessing to more people, you know. A lot of times we are looking, some of us just too selfish. And if you just serve some people, and that's what I do. I take this blog very serious, very serious. And I try to put out things that the Father really is saying. Y'all, the Father is not wanting to share his glory. The Bible talks about have no other gods or standards before me. Let's do this. I want to look up some. I never did this before. I just thought of some. I want to look this up. I'm going to look up real quick where it says, have no other gods before me. I just got an inkling in my spirit that these other translations are going to say something different. Again, going to Exodus 20. Where it says, have no other gods before me. And I bet you... I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean really bet you, but here we go. Exodus 20 and 3. Okay, now let's see what the Bible way. It's just, um, just real quick. We're going to wrap up this show. Because, again, I, I really care about people, and I'm doing all this. This show is really uh, inspired by a co-worker that really listens to our shows. And uh, he felt like black people don't worship white people. They may have try to idolize them in areas, and we may um, sometimes we're forced to do what they want us to do because of we don't want to lose our job, but this and that. But we don't, in our hearts, say, "I worship you, white people." And I was trying to share with him. A lot of times, when white people are nowhere around, we're at home. We will hold white standards over our very own uh, pastor, our very. Uh, that's not a good good. Uh, we'll hold white standards. Over standards the Father gave us, we'll hold white definitions over what the Father's given us. Uh, uh, we'll we'll listen to what society, which is often driven or created by the white media, we'll follow trends based to, based upon what the Father. I mean, uh, we'll follow trends. Knowing that the scripture is against that trend, 
we uh, have all types of uh, um, what's word I'm looking for all types of definitions and standards and and uh, theories strictly from institutions uh, where white people is calling the shots. And we will not change for our entire life. So I was looking up the scripture, uh, Exodus 20 and 3, but I think what I'm going to do, like I said, just kind of... Wrap this show up because I did the first show, the first uh, the uh, Facebook live. And I, y'all, I'm, I'm I'm tired. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't realize. I don't think I'm gonna try this next week. So probably on Mondays. Um, some gotta give, or either I gotta get more rest because I didn't realize I would be this tired. But I am really really tired right now. But uh, I guess the show was uh, meant to go this direction where we just hit. The definition, and hopefully y'all can see that. Oh yes, uh, after the show tonight, that I do see, brother said that we can worship white people. We can. We don't. It's not about singing praise. It's not about praying to them. It's about holding whatever they say uh, over what the father is saying. And a lot of times, we don't even know uh, that this is white supremacy. We just think this is the way it is. What we're calling the way it is is oftentimes not the way it is in Zimbabwe. What we're calling, well, it's just the way it is. You know what I mean. It's just the way it is. It's, it's really white people. Something they thought of. It's not God's way. It's not even what they did in Zambia or what they did in any place uh, outside of America. So where do we get this from? And why we hold on to it like it's the way? If we kind of hold on to these beliefs we learn in America, in the West, in America, United States, and uh, um, um, Europe, if we hold on to these standards and beliefs and traditions and say, I don't know if this is the proper way, this is just the way I know for now, I don't know if I can call that idolatry. But when we start thinking this is the way, this is the standard, especially when we know the Father is saying something else and we want to hold on to this over what the Father has said, he say you are beautiful and you are buying what white people are saying in the media or commercials. That's idolatry. The God, the creator, he is supposed to be number one. And he is the only idol we're supposed to be worshiping. If you're holding his word, if you if you if you are not if you're putting someone else over his word, and he is God, how is that not idolatry? That's what I understand. 
Well, I don't sing praises to white people, though. You might not. But you really are in a roundabout way by simply doing as they ask. Because listen to what you're saying in the praise and worship. And then we're going to wrap this up. I think this is, I think y'all all appreciate what I'm about to say. When you do your praise and worship, it goes something like this. We worship you, Father. We'll say something like, there is no other one like you. You're the greatest. So if he's all that, and you found something, some other doctrine, you don't have to sing, this is the best standard of beauty. I honor you, doll blonde hair, high cheekbone, narrow nose, small lips. Whatever you think, didn't even say white people own those features, but if you think that's what white people own, and in your mind, because I actually think Indians and, and Ethiopians had those features first, but if you think this is the features of white people, and I think it's superior, that's white supremacy. Even if the noses and the lips... That look was originally black people. You don't know that, though. You're thinking, this is what white people are, and I think it's superior. And the father didn't tell you that now. But the commercials and all of the white supremacy in America have just grained it inside of you, ingrained it deep inside of you. Okay, that's white supremacy. That's worship. You might as well sing, I worship you, old blonde hair, you're the most beautiful hair. I know some of y'all may think, this brother lost all his mind. Brothers and sisters, you don't have to sing it or pray that way. All you have to do is believe it. We're only praising the Father, supposedly anyway, what we believe. You can say he's almighty and his word is true and all that, but you're lying. Really, if you don't believe his word in every area. All praise and worship is not sincere. We just sing the song, but we don't really think he's, his word is, we can bank on it because we don't bank on it. Now, if you're one of those persons that you really trust his word, you think whatever he says is true, then you can sing that. But we sing a bunch of things we do not believe. That's all I'm saying on the show. It's worship. And it's idolatry. Again, the Most High is the only idol. And when I say idol, I just mean target of worship. He is who the worship is directed towards. That's all I mean by idol. Maybe I shouldn't use that word because it's so a merit to wood, wood and stone. But um, 
title really, if I looked it up, I know what it means. It just means the target of worship. And so he is. So if if we don't if you don't want to use the word idol, I understand. But I will say this, the most high is the only being that deserves all of our praise and he deserves all of our homage. Uh we we need to follow his word and he is the standard, he is the authority on every single thing on this earth. He is the manufacturing and creator of humans and this earth. His word should matter nobody else. If something has risen within the earth and got people believing and and, and, and hearing something outside of the Father and we buy into that, that is idolatry, brothers and sisters. Some people use a physical wooden idol and then some idols is living. So, I don't think I can do a better job, especially as tired as I am. But I'm so glad I thought to do this show and just hit just the definition tonight. And I don't know if we'll add this to the book or not. I think it's already in there, but I do think we'll probably tweak the book with this. So I need to give it Brother Yoel. Hopefully he hears this and try to incorporate this. And where it talks about uh, the definition. I love every single one of you, as I say it so often. And I really, really uh, love you. And there is nothing you can do about it. So I'm going to do something a little different. That's why I pay to listen to the whole show, because you never know what Brother Seth's going to do, but I want to do something very special towards the end of this show because, again, I don't want people rattled and unclear because I say things like, oh, I'm serious, and people really trust me and love me, and when I tell them this is serious, they believe me, and so I don't want them to say, that brother, he kind of missed it there. I want them to say no. I meant what I said. He has rich me white people. So, there is a prayer I have prepared. And if I can find it, I will be very happy because I hadn't ever used this prayer. And all those prayers are recorded, some prayers. Um, they can really uh, be a blessing if you can agree and and uh just really where is that prayer? If you can agree with the prayer and I strongly recommend you do, it has the same effect as if I pray. So and I'm still looking, brothers and sisters. But I'm glad we was able here it is. I was able to uh nail uh, the definition like that, okay? So we read both the dictionary, and we talked about from a practical standpoint, from a historical standpoint, where white supremacy has been. It's not just the people hollering, hell, Hitler. Uh, uh, Like I said in previous shows, if we go with 100%, I believe 10% of white people actually believe, period. And then half... They have to be very uneducated, not travel, um, not educated, because if you travel 
or if you have a degree in any type of exposure, really educated, you're not going to believe whites are superior. You're just not. It's just too silly. It don't make any sense. It's, there was no Europe. How can There was not even a white nation, so how can they be superior? Uh, but if you don't know these things, you couldn't believe whites are superior. So I think that's 10%. And then there's another 10% that believe uh, that whites are not superior, and they push back. I mean, they don't want no privilege, or they kind of push back at it. It's hard for anybody to reject privilege, but uh, more important, it's 10% uh, pushback. And then there's 80%. This is the bulk of white people, I believe. They know the truth also because I think they're educated. A lot of whites are educated. Um, I think 10% of whites, uh, maybe higher, but I'm just... Just from what I've seen, it seems like it's like 80% are educated enough, let's just say it like that, to where they're not white supremacists in theory. They really don't believe, but they go along with it. Sometimes they participate in it because of privilege, uh, favor, uh, this good old boy network they're part of. They know it's a network, and they participate. They will, They won't rebuke their brothers and sisters that's practicing or that's spewing these lies. They'll just watch it, and uh, they know better. So they are liars, deceivers, and the Father's going to have to judge all of us depending upon where we stand. So those that uh, know better and just sitting back and enjoying the benefits, they're going to have to give an account to the Father. So I don't believe most white people are bona fide white supremacists. I think they're liars and deceivers, and they are they are um, what's the word? They're passive to the racist because of white privilege. And then there is ten percent that actually push back and don't want no part of it. And every once in a while, some of the eighty percent might, if they if they feel like it's they can hold on to their job and not get fired. They'll push back as well. But a lot of them won't push back because they fear privilege. or And you kind got to kind of understand them for not wanting to lose their job. But the, uh, most white people, I think, just allow a lot, a lot of things to happen. They know better. That's, that's white people. Now, non-white people, on the other hand, because they don't know the intimate thoughts of white people and the, their fears and their worries and their concerns. We never talk about that uh, or the real poverty with regards to white people. We don't know their insecurities is what I'm saying. We don't know what they know they don't have. Like I say, the real poverty that they have, they have more stuff than most people. Uh, all the ethnic groups, whites have more stuff, but they, I sometimes think they have more poverty of the intangible things in life that really make up uh, what living is all about. And so we don't know that, uh, know white people I'm talking about. And, uh, if, again, I'm lumping people based upon color and so forth because if I say who I think we are and they are, y'all won't understand. So I have to talk like this, but... So-called non-white people, I believe, are the most white supremacists, which means they 
really, really believe whites are superior. They have a better life. They're happier. They're smarter. And that is not true, brothers and sisters. I think most white supremacists are people of color because we don't see their fears and we don't live close enough to hear them uh, uh, cry or, or we don't see their panic because it's almost like a code of silence. They don't let people of color see them sweat or say things like, you know, we know that the suicide rate is higher among whites than blacks, but we don't hear them talk about it to us anyway. When they see us, they want to bling and act like they got it together. And so this is something done by that 80% of whites. And so those of us that are so-called people of color, we just believe them. That's probably 80% of us. And then probably 10% of us actually... Uh, is so into white supremacy, we would almost kill our own for them. I'd say 10%. That's really got it bad. But most uh, blacks uh, or people of color, I do think, believe they are uh, definitely superior in ways. I think they're not always, but I think because we don't know. We don't know their insecurities. And then 10% of us just go extreme with that. And then that's 10% of us, and maybe I'm a little off, and maybe more, but that, that don't believe, I mean, don't believe it can prove that white people are not superior. Now, I think the 80% of us kind of say, well, I know, they, we may say it, but if you follow us closely, no, we believe. We believe they have it better. I mean, I, I, most people I know make statements like, Oh, uh, white people—they got it better, you know. I mean, they need—they need to be saved, or they need to be—they need to have God in their life, but they do have it better. Most black people I know talk like that. I'm serious. So, my brothers and sisters, let's wrap up. But to our white brothers and sisters, know this: as I talked about last week, I think a week before that, white people is in trouble if they are that 80% that is passive, and definitely if they are that 10% that is just really believe they're superior. Only 10% of whites, I think, is exempt uh, probably from the wrath of the father because they're pushing back against this white supremacy. As far as the people of color, 90% of us in trouble. 90% of us is in trouble. Most blacks I know is in trouble because at some point in their life, in lots of areas of their life, they just don't know. They actually think um, whites ain't perfect, uh, but they do have it better than us. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. Whites just have more stuff than us. But we all in need of a savior. We all need our minds renewed. We all need to only see ourselves the way the Father sees us and only believe that we have what He say we have. We may not see all the things that we're going to get in terms of um, resources and so, and so forth. And definitely 
only the Father see what we can do. We don't know what we can do. We don't know our true strength. Only the Father knows. So let's go ahead and wrap up. This, I'm, I prepared this for the end of our show. Check this out. And we'll see you on Wednesday on Facebook Live, Friday on Facebook Live, and Sunday on our show, The Chronicles of Seth Turner, where I'm talking about 300 friends that have influenced me the most. And then, of course, back here on Monday for the Systemic Lives of White Supremacy, our world's ruling religion. I may uh, do a, a open forum. I'm not sure. I'm kind of wrestling with maybe giving us a break for a week or two. Here we go. See y'all later. Shalom, shalom. Okay, brothers and sisters, before everybody run, let's agree in prayer. Let's agree in prayer with some matters here. So please uh, join me as I uh, pray and petition the Father some things about this broadcast, okay? If you agree with me, just say amen under your breath or so be it. But let's do this as a family tonight, okay, as we go our separate ways. Dear Heavenly Father, Yahweh Israel, God of the heavens and the earth, Father, we thank you for who you are and your love and your mercy and your kindness. We thank you mostly for sending Christ to the earth to give us a way out of sin and destruction, for giving us direction and clarity as he gave us the greatest example of who you are especially the love you have for us. We thank you for your commitment to your word. And, Father, as your word has went forth today on this show, where your word has went forth today on this broadcast, we ask that you bring those words to our remembrance to help us to overcome in this life. Father, the truth that has went forth in this broadcast, where truth has went forth, we ask you to help us to remember and retain it. For we know that the parables, you said that there was uh, a sower that comes to, to, that, that sowed, and some of the seed fell among ground, and because the people didn't remember the word, the enemy came and, and, and took that word away. We ask that the word tonight spoken would have fallen on, will fall on good ground. We ask for, that you will help us to take in the words that will salvage us, help us to remember the word, show us how to even understand the word we think we heard, Father. We ask that you would uh, add more and speak more to our hearts about these matters that we've heard tonight, Father. As we go our separate ways, Father, we ask for your protection, uh, protection. And Father, we also ask a special blessing that you would touch the saints of those that are, are racked with pain and, and sickness in their body. We just take authority over the sickness right now that you've given us in Yeshua's name, in Christ's name, we take authority over the sicknesses and the discomfort in their bodies and command healing right now in the name, in the precious name of Christ. We ask you, Father, that we able to, uh, uh, as we go away from this place, we, 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 our bodies will receive healing uh, and receive comfort as we take in the word also that has went before that is went forward tonight. These things, Father, we ask you, we petition the courts, your court, your throne, uh, for these matters. We thank you, Father. We thank you for Christ. We thank you for your love, and we thank you for healing and even understanding of your word uh, tonight. These things we ask. Amen. 
folks who love every single one of you. 